Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcasts and make sure you share it with your friends. All right. We got a lot to get to today. That was a weird, awkward pause at the end of that where I'm like, all right, I'm hot. I'm hot. Every time I do this episode uh, or these episodes, I got to shut off all the fans in my house because I don't want the fan blowing into the mic or just hearing the microphone. So I'm really, I, I'm getting sweaty. Not like I was uh, a month ago when I was doing these in my car while people were painting my house. But no, I'm sweaty. But thankfully, I took a shower. And right now, it's headlines. Ah, headlines. Headlines. We landed on the moon. I do that live every time just because I love you guys. And I'm also lazy and I haven't decided to save that. Anyway, moving along. Best job ever. McCormick is hiring a director of taco relations. Basically, you're a taco consultant. And you could make $100,000 a year. And it gets better. You only work 20 hours a week. And it's only for four months out of the year. That's amazing. Four months. You're going to be reviewing taco recipes, and you're basically going to be become a spokesman for McCormick's, a great company, but you're going to be a social media presence, and that's the way they're going to use you, and it's going to be amazing. I, I, I can't imagine that that being my job, you know, eating tacos, testing different recipes for, you know, McCormick. That'd be great. I love food so much. I do. I could easily gain like 100 pounds in like a month. So imagine if it was my job to test recipes for four months, I'd probably gain like 80 pounds in that four-month span if I was doing the job for McCormick's. Because one, I love tacos. Got to go with the soft tacos, you know, add some sour cream, boom, some Burns and McCoy hot sauce on there. Oh, my God. You either use ground turkey or you could do chicken. Anyway. Those are just my simple recommendations. Then add some tomatoes on there. Boom, boom. I could go on and on. I love, you got to have some good cheese on there as well. Anyway, sorry, getting a little hot and bothered when I start talking about food. Get a little off the rails. <laughs> I love food. Anyway, I'm stupid. <laughs> so what a great job that would be, being the director of taco relations for a company. And you're making a good amount of money. That's it. That's, that's not chump change. That's great. But earlier this year, Red Lobster kind of did something similar. They were, cheap, they were looking for a chief biscuit officer. <laughs> they have amazing biscuits. But they tried to lure people with uh, $1,000 in gift cards, VIP status at your local restaurant, and a few other perks. That's not as good as McCormick's. But that being said... I love seafood, so hey, even if that's like a free meal once a week, I would, I would dig that. Hell yeah. And I guess last year, top ramen. Oh, who doesn't like ramen? My daughter loves ramen. Loves it. She, uh, they launched a search for a chief noodle officer and tempted fans by, with a promise of $10,000 and a 50-year supply of ramen noodles. Which, by the way, guys... A year supply of like say of beer, you get a you win a year supply of your favorite beer or whatever it is. That's only like a case of beer a month. 
which is still nice because it's still free. But I, I'm curious of what 50 year supply of ramen would be. Is that like 20? Because they're really, really cheap. But I'm curious if that would be like 20, a case of like 20 or something like that a month for the rest of your life. It's still not bad. Free is free. Don't get me wrong. But that would be an interesting gig to get that. Do you see the Olympics are trying to stifle sex at the summer games by giving the athletes cardboard beds? Have you ever tried to bang on a cardboard box? It's not easy, but it's doable. Hey, speaking of doable, how's your mother? Fuck you, Connery. God. I'm trying to do a podcast and you just come over here and start banging my mom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the way they're trying to prevent people from having too much sex at the at the Olympics. I've talked to a lot of people that have covered the Olympics and some of the athletes that have uh, participated over there. And it's it is like a sex fest because they're they have all this free time in between events. So it's like you're you're interacting with other prime athletes and hey, you look good, I look good, let's bang. I don't care if they want to do that. Good for them. Good for them. Hey, as long as they're happy and they're not hurting anybody. And that's why it's like supplying with condoms. And which, by the way, the Olympics is known for distributing a bunch of condoms. They're even trimming that down. They usually give out like, what was it? The one in Rio de Janeiro in 2016, they gave out 450,000 condoms. But this year, it's only 160,000 condoms. That's it. So there's 11,000 athletes participating in the Tokyo Olympics. So you divide that by 160, and that's like 14 and a half condoms per athlete. That's still, that's, listen, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's good. If you're banging 14 times in the span of the Olympics, that's not bad. Good for you. Now, not everybody's going to use them, ping pong players. But, you know, hey, good for you guys. That's good. But it is a little silly that cardboard uh, beds, like that's going to, people are going to have sex on those beds. If they want to have sex, you can have sex anywhere. It doesn't matter. It can be on the floor. Who gives a shit? Anyway, when asked about the cardboard bed situation, as well as the reduction in condoms, Jeff Goldblum had this to say. John, the kind of control you're attempting is, uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously. But I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. I love that movie. Jurassic Park, man. Come on. Have you ever quoted a movie and people just look at you like you're an idiot? I quoted that scene from so to somebody that claims that they love movies and they could quote anything, they had no idea what I was talking about. They're like, what is that? Scott's an idiot. No, it's fucking Jurassic Park. Uh-oh, they will find a way. Come on. Speaking of uh, the Olympics, do you see Australia accidentally made their Olympic mascots furries? Do you know what furries are? I, I forgot about furries, to be honest. Furries are... Uh, a, a bunch of people, they get together and they enjoy dressing up as like cartoonish animals. And sometimes, sometimes they claim, sometimes as a sexual fetish. But more often, they, they claim it's just a fun escape. 
There's like almost 300,000 people in the United States of America that identify as furries. And every time I think of somebody who dresses up as a furry, I always think of like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so you get like Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is over in the corner banging, you know, Dinger from Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Dinger is really giving it to Chuck E. Cheese. Good for him. Good for it. They look happy. They look happy. That's all that matters. But it's funny because they, Australia, they accidentally did this. They have all this merchandise. They're like sold out like almost overnight in, in many places because it looks like the furries. Like they're supporting this subculture that is uh, all about banging and dressing up. So that's fine. It's just kind of funny. A little embarrassing, I'm sure. But ultimately, who, who cares? It's not harming any. It's not like the fairies are exposed or furry, excuse me, are exposing themselves. So uh, it's no harm, no foul. I'm sure somebody's offended by it, but that's okay. There's a radio host in Auckland. He was complaining that uh, there's issues with when you're trying to go to a fertility clinic, that they don't give you the, the proper places to uh, <clears throat> produce a sample of semen. And basically the company is telling the participants, hey, you got to go somewhere else to go give a sample. Like go to a car park or a public toilet to, you know, make a deposit essentially and then bring it back. First of all, that's, that's kind of jacked up. All you have to do is just oh, tell me you don't have a closet that you can't convert into like the spank room. Come on. Really? Seriously, guys, that's a little ridiculous. Now, long time ago, my wife and I were going through fertility issues, and they they tested me. And I the, I swear, I went to this hospital, and they're like, they give me the container, and they're like, oh, you just need to fill it, fill it up as much as you can. And uh, you know, there's a restroom right over there. I was like, oh, is, do you guys have like magazines or something? Like, no, no, no. It's a public restroom, sir. So I'm like, oh, wait. So I had to go into a restroom where anybody could walk in at any time. And I had to go do my business. And there was somebody that came in and tried to open the stall door. I think he, he must have had the poop really bad. And I'm like, dude, I'm in here. And he's like, oh, and he like hits the door. And I'm like, Seriously, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do this, okay? Okay. Oh, that was awkward. And then this one time, I went to a fertility clinic, and um, I had to go give a specimen. And I go in. This place was actually normal, and they have these designated rooms, and they had like this tan-colored couch. And I go to sit down to you know begin, and I look over to my side. And I kid you not, there was a poop streak from like almost the back of the couch cushion to down towards the front, kind of like waterfall down. So what does that tell you? That kind of paints the picture of who left it and what they were doing. Some dude was doing his business and he like slid down, <laughs> slid down the couch. That's so disgusting. Yeah, I had to go to another room. I was like, that's disgusting. I don't want to be a part of this. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so gross. If you're, if you're offering this, uh, you know, 
you're going to do some testing on people's, uh, you know, semen, get a room where they can do it and they don't have to go drive somewhere and then drive back. It's ridiculous. Do you guys see Kraft macaroni and cheese? And I'm going to say this ice cream name wrong, but Von Lee Ewin ice cream. They're combining ice cream and mac and cheese. And it's like $12 a pint, which seems really expensive. It's a limited time thing, and you can get macaroni and cheese ice cream. My daughter would love that. She gets mac and cheese. And it's either ramen or mac and cheese. That's all she wants. That's all. That's it. That's a horrible, horribly disgusting idea. It made me start thinking. First of all, one, I would, I kind of want to try it, but I couldn't imagine eating more than like a half a scoop of ice cream with that. But do you guys remember all, all these, I'll go through some of these other somewhat bad ideas, or at least the public thinks most of these are bad ideas. Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? I actually liked Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi was just regular Pepsi, only it was clear. Tasted fine to me. You guys are just drinking with your eyes. Who gives a shit? It tasted fine. I don't remember Pepsi AM. Pepsi AM was apparently extra sugar and extra caffeine and it was just like it'll it, remember jolt it was basically that new coke was in the mid 80s and that apparently was a bad idea and tasted like shit pancake and sausage on a stick by jimmy dean i would eat that that sounds fine to me boy these these all seem fairly fine canned cheeseburger never mind canned cheeseburger that's disgusting who would eat a canned cheeseburger? Gross. I love canned Spam, though. Canned Spam is amazing. I love Spam. Oh, amazing. This one's disgusting. Carbonated yogurt. Back in 2007, YoPlay thought it would be a great idea to carbonate yogurt. Who's the dipshit that came up with that? Oh, gross. That just... Oddly curious, though, what that would actually taste like. McLobster. I would love to try the McLobster. I don't ever remember hearing. That must have been like an East Coast thing. Because I don't recall getting a McLobster here in Colorado. It was like seven bucks for a McLobster. That better be a lot of fucking lobster on there. For seven bucks? I'm a cheap asshole. That better be a lot. This one sounds disgusting. Cheetos Lip Balm. My daughter will sit there, and my wife bought her some Cherry Pepsi lip balm. I love Cherry Pepsi. but And she'll just, like, lick it and eat it. She's six, but <laughs> cute as can be, but it's so disgusting. I'm like, what are you doing? That's gross. She's like, it's delicious. It's Cherry Pepsi. You can't go wrong with Cherry Pepsi. Sylvester Stallone had... Pudding. That's fast. It was a high-protein, low-carb snack. It was popular with bodybuilders. Had like 20 grams of protein, but no sugar. And apparently, he was sued for allegedly stealing someone else's recipe. Then it was discontinued. Wow. I don't remember this. That's disgusting. Well, it's not really disgusting, but it just it was, that was more of a failed thing. Sounds like people liked it. This one, whoever came up with this, is a sick bastard. Celery Jello. 
why. Celery is only good with ranch, blue cheese, um, peanut butter. That's basically it, right? Or oh, cheese whiz. You put cheese whiz on it. That's it. Jello, celery jello. No, no. You know who came up with that? A fucking serial killer. That's who did. Yeah, Todd the serial killer did that one. Fuck you, Todd. Sick son of a bitch. You know how they uh, arrested that Todd the serial killer? He came up with celery jello. They're like, he proposed that, and then they're like, okay, he signed off on it. Get him, boys. <laughs> it's celery jello. How'd you guys get me? You came up with celery jello, you sick fuck. You're going, to, going away. Remember the Lay's Wow potato chips? To cut back on fat and calories, they fried it with uh, Olestra, the fat substitute that caused anal leakage. <laughs> I remember that. Never tried it. I, although I was, I, I was curious. I wanted to try it. I wanted to see what all the kids were talking about. What's all this hype around anal leakage? Really would like to try it one of these days. But I didn't. But I didn't. I don't want to try it just to see how bad it is. I've never had anal leakage. Never. <laughs> Boy, have I missed out on my life. Anyway, there's your headlines. <laughs> it ends with anal leakage. You know, we've heard of them. Maybe you've experienced them. Hey, you might even be one. It's the dark, disturbing world of internet trolls. We're talking about it next. But first, do yourself and your friends, family a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got hot sauce, dressings, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. It's all amazing. And I've tried just about everything that Burns and McCoy has to offer. Every single thing that I've tried is amazing. And it's, it's amazing when you taste their, their product. It's just, it's just on another level of greatness. It's so delicious and it, it's it's fascinating my friend shad i was over at his, his place a few weeks ago and he he bought some burns and mccoy he's like i hear you talking about it all the time and i'd had to try it and boy amazing just the the texture the the body of it it's just so good and the flavor just is like wow wow Amazing. It's jaw-dropping. Amazing stuff. Burns & McCoy is a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients. And trust me, when you taste their, their stuff, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. It is jaw-dropping. It's almost to the point where you taste it and then you kind of have to take a step back because you're like, whoa, this kind of knocked me back because it's, the flavor is just so amazing. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. They're available at all grocery stores in the Front Range or at BurnsandMcCoy.com. Again, check them out, Burns and McCoy, and go to BurnsandMcCoy.com. Okay, internet trolls. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're not one, but maybe you are. It's fascinating. The other day I did that episode in regards to flat earthers. And I had never really kind of dipped my toe into that world. And to be honest, I haven't dealt with any trolls since doing this podcast. 
And it was very interesting to, I, I dealt with trolls when I worked at the radio station on a daily basis. Usually it was focused at uh, people like Mark Schlereth or Mike Evans or DMAC, and rightfully so. There's some people that would just attack me out of no reason. They'd be like, fuck you, man. Why don't you just shut your fucking mouth? I fucking hate you. Like Out of the blue, like what? But anyway, so it was interesting with the flat earthers. So I, I posted a video of me from the episode where I talk about next time you guys want to talk about, you know, make your case for flat earth, come up with some actual facts and evidence other than I don't trust science and mathematics. I just use my eyes. And that's honestly any flat earther that really came at me. That's what they were saying. And a lot of these guys were direct messaging me because they didn't have the balls to actually come out there and say something to me. So I appreciated the few people that actually did. And there was a guy, uh, Tyson, actually publicly came out on Twitter and he gave his point of view on things. And he was very polite. And I appreciated that. And I told him that. And I think he's wrong, but that doesn't matter. He thinks I'm wrong and that's okay. Tyson is a good example of the way you need to have a conversation. Yes, it's hard. My wife says this to me all the time. It is hard sometimes to have conversations, but you just got to fucking do it at times. You might not agree. Who cares? That's the way things are. So I truly appreciated Tyson30374 on Twitter. He had the balls to come out and actually have a conversation. And I felt bad because uh, it was late at night when I, I apparently sparked the fire in a lot of people. But one of the things he brought up was, I mean, besides getting told the earth is round from the beginning of when you were young throughout your entire, entire history of being in school growing up, besides what teachers told you, how do you truly know it is round? NASA was created by Nazi scientists. <laughs> the root word of Nazi is Nasha. In ancient Hebrew, means to deceive. So I came back with this. It took me like a day because uh, I did, my wife was tired of me being on Twitter and stuff. And I did a quick Google search of what NASA means in Hebrew. And everything I found was actually, it means to lift up, take up, and carry. And then I actually attached a a link to that. I don't speak Hebrew, so I just Google search that. So if somebody out there actually speaks Hebrew, I would love to hear your ideas on that. This comes from Carl Taylor. He's in the UK. He wrote on my YouTube video, hate to break it to you, dickhead, it's flat. Or do you not deny science? Science is science. Jeez, I can't speak. Science says large bodies of water are level, and science also says you can't have gas pressure without a container. Are you thick? Boy, come on, man. Have a conversation. You don't need to be fighting like that. Have a conversation. At least ask a question. Be like, well, well how do you look at this? What's your reaction to this and this? But we always, these internet trolls are always just going towards aggressiveness. It, it's fascinating. I remember, remember when the Mayan calendar ended and people thought, well, this means the end of the world. Here's what's funny. 
simple research proved that 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 was not the case. That was made up by a recent generation. People are just like, well, the calendar ends. What could it mean? Well, maybe it means that the the world's going to end. And then people fucking ran with it. And then they're like, no, that's what they meant. Even though there was no dictation of them saying that that's what it meant. Well, I remember I was new to Instagram at the time. And I responded to a post. Uh, somehow, some way, I said that it was actually not the Mayans that are saying it's the end of the world. It's us saying it's the end of the world. And this guy fucking responded to me and was like threatening to kill me and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Just pure hate. Some of these people are twisted. It's very easy to go negative. It is. Internet trolls are just thirsty for attention. They know that that's what sells. We talk about this all the time, guys. Negativity sells. Whatever you're selling, negativity, that's going to get you there. Right? That's what gets people to focus on you. You might not truly believe what you're saying, but you just want to say it because you know it's going to get a rise out of people. You want the attention. You're an attention whore. You're insecure. You need people to look at you and to verify that you exist. It's really sad, though, because you don't need to be doing that. I'm actually more impressed and more inclined to interact with somebody if they come at me in a polite manner. I, there was somebody else who just all of a sudden, I took a screenshot of this Carl Taylor and posted it on Twitter because it's like a lot of people I don't think understood that I'm actually getting these type of hate texts and messages. And they're just like, oh my God, that's, a, that's crazy. They, that's, what? Just blown away, one, with the fact that, that, you know, I'm not making this up about flat earthers. That's a real thing. There's people that really, truly believe that. And that's fine. I'm not telling you what you can believe. You can believe whatever the fuck you want. Look at religion, guys. There's religions everywhere. They're all essentially the same thing, okay, at their core. Yes, there's a few things that are different here and there. Ultimately, religions are truly about being kind and projecting love. But you can believe ultimately what you want to believe. I'm trying to understand what flat earthers are about. That doesn't mean you need to call me a dickhead. Listen, I'm not going to lose sleep over you calling me a dickhead and calling me thick. It's fine. You can do that. But ultimately, it's not helping your side of things. It's just making you look like an asshole and look like an idiot. And kind of proving to everybody that reads that and to me that you just want to be a dick and it makes you look like an idiot. Come at me more intelligently. Now, should I have screenshotted that and posted it I probably didn't have to because in a sense maybe I was being a troll okay that's fine I can own that but I also get tired of people saying shit to me and other people and then thinking that they can get away with it because that gets a little tiring you know people hide behind their their twitter their YouTube, whatever it is, and then they say things and they, they just think, yeah, it's fine. No consequences for my actions. Well, there should be when you're an asshole like that.
Carl Taylor of the UK. It's one of one of my Twitter followers, and I forget who it was, <laughs> sent me something like, apparently this guy is a photographer. <laughs> and he like pulled up his profile on Twitter. I'm like, good for you guys. <laughs> apparently that guy was bored and he decided to look it up. But yeah, that's right. The Golden Vic, V-I-K, uh, is the one that did the research on that. <laughs> so good for him. Anyway, guys, it's just stop being so negative. Just stop being negative. You don't need to be a troll. It's not a good thing. It's so easy. I got other people just like I posted something about flat earth and making the joke about what it sounds like when you date a flat earther. And then somebody's like, well, then they made a political statement. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. You're just trying to cause a division. You don't need to do that. Don't be an, don't be an asshole. I, we joke about it a lot. At the end of the day, don't try not to be a dick today. Don't be a dick. There's a lot of dicks out there. Nobody likes a dick. Apparently, I'm a dickhead. Which, honestly, I have not been called a dickhead in a long time. So thank you, Carl. I really appreciate it. You calling me a dickhead just reminded me of my youth, right? When we would say, you know, the, the dumb nicknames or, you know, bad words that you'd come up with. You're a, you're a wiener. Oh, thanks. Right. Remind me of my youth. Of, of different times, so I appreciate that. The earth is still round, but I appreciate it. And it's funny that we're still talking about flat earth versus round earth. Apparently, it's a bigger topic and a bigger debate than I really, truly realized until I did that episode. So, thanks, Carl. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I just think it... I just don't understand the idea. I think the idea is dumb. There's a lot of things I do that you probably think is stupid too. So, I'm not calling you an idiot. Don't call me a dickhead. Dickhead. <laughs> Jerk face. Anyway. I'm tired. My kids are coming home. Let's wrap this up. Let's put a bow on it. One, people are going to have sex at the Olympics, whether you like it or not. Get over it. If you can get a job with McCormick eating tacos and make $100,000 a year, life is good. That'd be amazing. Good for you. I hope that happens for you. Australia, hey, whatever. It's furries. That's not a bad thing. It's just ironic that your furries, you know, are kind of a sex thing, and then the Olympics are trying to cut down on the sex. But whatever. Hey, hopefully you guys make money on those, on those uh, <laughs> things that everybody's buying up. All those trinkets. If you're gonna, you know, crank one out to give a semen sample, make sure you wipe your butt. Craft mac and cheese and ice cream, that's disgusting. Okay. But maybe not as disgusting as carbonated yogurt. I don't know. I haven't decided yet on that one. And celery jello. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's the worst of all. And try not to be an internet troll dick today. Okay. Don't be a dick today. Just stay away from it. See how your life is. If you can go a day, try to go two days without being a dick. And then maybe, maybe you can go three, four, five. Maybe if all aligns well, you can go a week without being a dick. Maybe you can. I don't know. Try not to be a dick today, guys. Don't be a troll. I'll try not to be a troll. You try not to be a troll. Just be nice. Don't be a prick. Okay? 
It's the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you share it with your friends. And thank you so much to Burns and McCoy. Do yourself a favor. Do your friends and family a favor. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's not be dicks today. And let's move forward. Talk to you next time.